Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, March 10th, 2022. I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tiamanini. Matt, the world is different. I've been gone for years. Please tell me what's happening on Broadway. <laughs> you did have a couple days off because <laughs> you decided to come down to Florida and actually come down to Orlando and not see me. I'm not hurt by this, Grace. We were in the same city let's be clear. for let's, multiple let's, days. Let's be clear to everyone present on the call. Let's be let's be very transparent. I was supposed to hang out with Matt, and my flight did not get in until VV late, and Matt actually had plans to see shows. Did you already talk about the shows that you saw? Um, I mentioned the fact that I saw when Monica met Hillary in Miami. I was actually driving back from Miami when you were flying into Orlando, yeah. <laughs> and then I saw a, a local production of Parade on Sunday, um, and then you were, <gasps> went to that? Disney on Monday and then went south. Yeah. So, But we are going to see each other for the life uh, at Encores next week. So it's not like we're going to... I can't wait. Yeah, it's not like we're never going to see each other again. Matt and I now have a monthly meetup. That's part of the the Broadway radio arrangement. Yeah. Is that we have to we have to be in the same place to talk about all these things in person because isn't live recording fun? We have another one next week, right? We're yeah. going to be recording live. Yeah, right before the there live. You go. It's crazy. It's nuts. Um, I <laughs> promise. I did. I screwed up the audio quality last time we did it, but I promise it'll be good this time. Oh no. Yeah, it'll be well, good. Well, I trust you. You know tech things. I'm really bad at it. Famously, somebody called me out on Twitter for having not been able to change my uh, my smoke alarm batteries. And to that, I say, well, come on over because I'm short. And uh, my landlord was out of town. Um, on that note, first in Broadway news, well, let's talk about the, the Matt's favorite topic of all time, which is the 75th oh annual Tony Awards. They will be returning to make its annual tradition of making us sweat it out on the red carpet outside of Radio City Music Hall because it is the summertime. There's nothing like summer in the city. So nominations for the honors will be announced on May 3rd. Who will announce them? Who's to say? Is it me? I don't know. I don't want to say. Uh, the 2022 Tony Awards will include an hour of exclusive programming streaming on Paramount Plus similar to last year at 7 p.m., followed by a three-hour main awards ceremony airing live on CBS and streaming simultaneously on Paramount Plus for premium level subscribers only. So I guess if you're a plebeian Paramount Plus subscriber, yes. I hope you have CBS, or I hope that you're looking through the windows of Radio City. Otherwise, I, it is what it I is. Will tell you, um, I, I, will, yeah, I will tell you, as somebody who now, for my day yeah. job, covers streaming services, there are multiple levels of Paramount Plus subscriptions. One is ad-free, one is ad-supported. Yes. So, uh, yes, there are lots of levels of different streaming services. But, of course, me being who I am, I have the ad-free version of all of them. So if anybody needs to see them, I guess I can lend out my password or something if you want. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. Uh, so at Matt, uh, reach out that way and say that's how you want to subscribe. The awards will feature productions opening between February 20th, 2020. You heard that right. And April 28th, 2022. Those are the ones that are eligible for nominations. So making that that makes the revival of Macbeth opening April 28th of this year as the final eligible production for the 2021-2022 Tony Awards season. And the recently announced POTUS or Behind Every Great Dumbass are seven women trying to keep Still him alive. Still the best title. It will it's it's kind of the greatest title. Um they will now be competing in the 2023 awards season. So I think that's very, it's very important for us to know when we're having these conversations about what's being talked about. Again, whenever there's a show that like comes in at the tail end of that, you kind of worry that it won't make the cut. And um, this one 
you know, you never want something to be forgotten, right? If you're if you're trying to yeah. get a show, uh, some award recognition. So that's my only fear with this one because it's such a star-studded cast and it's going to be a great show and I can't wait to see it. Um, I've got a friend on the production team and they've just been like flipping out with, with how fantastic it is Same. to be in the room So with Susan Stroman. Yeah. So I think that um, that's just something to note there. Yeah, James and I actually did this show when this was announced, and that was the first thing I said. I was like, this is going to be, unless they change, this is going to be after the eligibility deadline, and that ended up being exactly what the You're case right. was. And yeah. I feel like they, well, from what I understand, they tried to get the deadline pushed back till after their opening night. That did not work. Mm-hmm. Um, the Broadway League, sounds like you heard the same thing. And so yeah. they are sticking with, what is the normal schedule? And to be honest with you, good for the Broadway League and the the American Theater Wing. I don't say that often, but like, look, you have been struggling for years, you know, during this pandemic to try to get things back on track. And I think this is the way to do it. Um, hopefully, POTUS is a huge hit and it, it is... Uh, something that people remember for a long time, like you said, but I, I think it would have been a little wonky if they had said, just kidding, eligibility deadline is through middle of May, and then we would have had other shows being like, ooh, well, okay, well, I'm going to move my dates, and then it would have just been an absolute mess. So I feel like this is a little clumsy for POTUS, but also probably best thing for the Tony Awards. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, they're also having to make decisions on Girl from the North Country, Passover, Lackawanna Blues, Six, Chicken and Biscuits, Is This a Room, Thoughts of a Colored Man, The Lehman Trilogy, Dana H., Carolina Change as a Revival, uh, Diana, you remember Diana, and Trouble in Mind. So it's like there are a lot of things that have to be discussed, and we will obviously keep you up to date on all of that. But it's also exciting to know that it's it's coming back. You know, we've, we've been excited to have that I hate to use the word normal because what is normal, but that kind of expectation of this is how we spend our June is gearing up for that Sunday, that Tony Sunday. So I'm really excited to have it back at Radio City, even though the only time that I've ever gone was at the Beacon. I've never gone uh, when it's actually at Radio City. When it was in the much smaller, more exclusive theater. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I see. You're home? (laughs) Um, I'm sorry, but I went to the greatest Tony Awards possibly in the last like two decades. You're bragging about being (laughs) at the like the super exclusive, you know, Tony Awards where they only had like 1,500 seats as opposed to the one where they had like 12,000 seats at the Cavernous Radio City Musical. I don't know why I was there. Yeah. I looked cute. I was working retail that day, so it wasn't that glamorous. I had to do my hair and makeup in the bathroom. Anyways, so off-Broadway, the Mayi Theater Company's show at the public, Lloyd Suss, The Chinese Lady, opened on March 8th. Uh, starring Shannon Tayo and Daniel K. Isaac. And I've been really excited to talk about this show because I really want to see it. I don't know if I'll be able to get tickets uh, before it closes, but I do want to read some of the reviews because it has opened and everybody has been anxiously awaiting. So Laura Collins Hughes for the New York Times says, the impulse is understandable to make utterly clear that Chinese Americans, long the targets of racist violence, are still menaced as outsiders in their own country. But the intimate power of Suz text and Tayo's performance would have made that connection potently on their own. Laura's entire breakdown is really fantastic. It kind of spoiled some of the show for me, um, which mm. I guess most reviews do. So I kind of read half of it, but you should read it um, on New York Times. Anyways, uh, for the New York Theater Guide, Naveen Kumar gave it four stars out of five, saying, Tayo does remarkable work embodying Afang over a half-century span, incrementally uh, transforming from something like a doll, her voice high and almost grating into a woman shouldering the impossible weight of representing East to West. Isaac likewise performed 
forms a subtly astounding transformation of character, animating a so-called irrelevant puppet into a weary and conflicted older man. I Daniel K. Isaac, like, I am obsessed with him from the other two. If you don't already watch that show, I'm going to mm. I'm going to suggest it again on HBO. Um, he's really great on that. He's he's a smaller character, a supporting character. But I every time he comes on screen, I'm like more more more. So I'm hoping he's in this new season. But these two people are, are reprising their roles. They've they've been playing these roles for a long time. And the fact that they're finally getting to do it, the public is really, really big. Uh, the the social, uh, you know, discourse on this show has been so good um, that I'm I'm glad to see it uh, doing so well. Oftentimes, like I I have seen because we do work in press a lot of times that a lot of these Asian American and or like Asian stories kind of get put to the side as like this other thing. And then there's New York theater and then there's Chinese theater or whatever. And it's really frustrating. Um, so to see its reception be this positive is really, really exciting and important to me. And I'm just so uh, excited for, for all these rave reviews. And not only were the reviews great, but it seems to be doing incredibly well with audiences as well. It's one thing to have a show like yeah. really resonate with the critics, but to have it seem to resonate with the public as well. They just announced uh, a multi-week extension that we talked about a couple days ago. Woo! So this is uh, this is great, and uh, I'm very excited for everybody involved. There you go. So in casting news, the world premiere of Anna Nogueda's Which Way to the Stage begins previews at oh MCC God. Theater on April 14th. I know. <laughs> we have to see this. First of all, you and I are such big fans of MCC Theater. Yes. I crave MCC Theater, but the show was previously titled Here She Is Boys, which was a gypsy reference. I was I don't know why I was thinking it was like a Maureen from Rent situation, well, which is why, you know. <laughs> well, that's which way yeah. to the stage. Which way to the stage is uh, what Maureen says when she like comes out says. with a motorcycle headlights. But yeah, anyway, right? tell them why we're talking about Adina Menzel stuff. <laughs> because the the story kind of takes place at the stage door of If Then, which is how we tied <laughs> to Idina Menzel, <laughs> which I'm sorry, as someone who was never at the stage door of If Then, but I do have a video from the stage door of If Then where um, Anthony Rapp told me hello. Um, someone got a video of that, which is funny because then I, you know, had... I had a panel with him like last year and it was just like a really weird uh, round table. Anyways, um, but like the fact that this is starring Sass Goldberg, who I was obsessed with in Significant Other, Max Jenkins, Evan Todd, who I fell in love with when he was doing Heathers. I know he did Beautiful. He's done other things, but he's Heathers to me forever. And then Michelle Vane Tamilla uh, is also in the show. I really want to see this play. Is the point. I can't wait to see it. April 14th. Go, go, go. Yeah. Like this is just one. MCC picks well. Yeah. It's just one of those <laughs> stupid shows, like ideas for shows. You're like, that's ridiculous. No one is ever going to do that. And you're like, oh, wait, MCC is doing it. That makes total sense. Um, so I am very, very much uh, excited about that and very much looking forward to, to this as well. And uh, it sounds bonkers, but it sounds absolutely perfect for... Uh, for that space. Also, if you saw Moscow, Moscow, Moscow at MCC Theater right before the shutdown, like I did, you also fell in love with Sass Goldberg there. So just saying, she and MCC Theater, a match made in heaven. So over at Theater's Row... I'm going to be very careful about how I talk about this for many, many reasons. Uh, but there is a new play called Hitler's Tasters. It's a new play well, by award-winning playwright. Yeah, Let's be clear. There's an asterisk in this title. So I feel like that's probably important. So I important. don't know how else to yeah. say it. No, no, it. you're right. You're right. But the I okay, is, okay, has right. an asterisk. So I'm like, I feel like that's probably important. Yeah. The title reads H asterisk T-L-E-R apostrophe S. 
tasters. So I guess that's how we'll proceed. Uh, but the new uh, the new play is written by award-winning playwright Michelle Colos Brooks, uh, playing a four-week off-Broadway engagement beginning April 14th as well. So both of those shows, April 14th, that's when they begin previews. You can remember that easily. Um, Hitler's Tasters is a dark comedy about the young women who have the honor of being Adolf Hitler's food tasters. And um, apparently this is, you know, when they uh, – like all girls, this is this is their words, not mine. Um, like all girls throughout time, they gossip and dream. They question and dance using an ac- anachronistic retelling of a historical footnote because it's based on true events. Um, Lurs Tasters uh, explores the way girls navigate sexuality, friendship, patriotism, and poison through the Third Reich. I interviewed Michelle Collis Brooks last November here on Broadway Radio about another show that she was having nice. done, um, War Words. But I mean, like, if you don't, if you're not picking up what the show is, is like a lot of people throughout history, a lot of people in power throughout history have had people taste their mm-hmm. food to make sure that they weren't being poisoned. So like, oh, if this person eats my food and doesn't die, I can eat the rest of the food. Um, so it just sounds like one of those, another weird kind of interesting angle to look at a story and to look at these characters i have a feeling it has far less to do with hitler himself and more about these women yeah so i you know i i love talking to michelle so i'm i I, i'll go see this i have no problem uh, with that i i you know i'm interested by this one yeah as we talked about before on Broadway Radio, Step Into the Movies with Derek and Julianne Huff is a one-hour special event recreating all these iconic moments from dance on film. So I'm going to put Matt on the spot. What is one of your favorite moments of dance on film, Oh, Matt? I have the answer. I mean, my absolute favorite, perhaps, scene in movie <laughs> history is Make em, okay. is Make em Laugh from uh, Singing in the Rain. Make them laugh, I think. No question. I think that you're right. Yeah. I mean, it could be the best scene in movie history. I love it so much. So anytime you ask, I mean, and it's, it's dance, but it's not dance. So I don't know if that actually technically qualifies, but like in terms of like physicality on stage, it's dance, it's, it's, you know, it's Pratt Falls, it's, it's physical comedy. But to me, I guess it's dance. I'm counting it. But yeah, I absolutely love Make Them Laugh. Okay, well, that's a perfect answer because you are correct. Ding, ding, ding. You won. Um, so they've now announced their entire, most of their the people involved in the show because at first we were like, okay, Derek, Julianne Huff, I would watch them for an hour, no question. But now they have Academy Award nominee Ariana DeBose attached. Yes, of course we're excited. Amber Riley, John Stamos, also known as the drummer for the Beach Boys, Kevin Bacon, also known for dance on film, Charlie D'Amelio, who apparently, according to um, my Google alerts, just moved out of her parents' house, but she still sees them regularly every day. I don't know why I got a Google alert about it, but I did. Ariana, okay, so Jenna Dewan, Mary, uh, Harry Shum Jr., Boz Lerman, okay, what? literally the king of this, yes. Tate McRae, Rob Marshall, and Kenny Ortega. Now, I don't think these people are performing. I think that Boz and Kenny Ortega and Rob Marshall, like, I think that they're all choreographing because you you and I, I mean, anything Kenny Ortega touches is gold. Yeah, because my backup was going to be the final dance in Dirty Dancing. Um, You know, so I thought... Yeah, and uh, and Can all that. Take? Yeah, but like Baz Luhrmann's not a choreographer, but I mean, maybe he's going to do something with uh, Moulin Rouge, like introduce something from Moulin Rouge. I don't know. I would hope so, but the special airs Sunday, March 20th, and it's honestly the thing I'm looking forward to. So much. So Broadway's women, right, right, right. It's definitely made for us. I feel like it's a perfect, because you and I both love, like, not World of Dance, but like, um, So You Think You Can Dance, which is coming back. Like, you and I both love 
televised and yeah. filmed dance sequences. So I, yeah, I also love World of Dance. <laughs> this is going to be one of those where you and I just like live text yes, the whole time. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it give me dancing. <laughs> I don't do dancing with the stars, but basically everything else like I've gotten into like. Uh, America's no, we best, said dancing. Yeah, America's yeah, that's a good point. Um, you know, America's best dance crew. I used to watch that. You know, on MTV. So yeah. lots and lots of good dance stuff out there. Uh, I w- I used to be such good friends with like most of uh, season ten's people for "So You Think You Can Dance," which is another story for another time. Broadway's Women's Fund has announced its third annual Women to Watch on Broadway list, spotlighting women in the industry, um, especially in New York City uh, the theater industry. And the advisory board for this list, which I didn't realize, is includes Cheetah Rivera and. Ray Rachel Chavkin. And the list is incredible. I was, I was absolutely enthralled to see so many women of color represented Mm -hmm. on this list of like people that are getting jobs, getting booked, getting able to, you know, be in the room and make, um, changes as far as just like literally having the roles that have always gone to the same types of people, especially men. And so the fact that, you know, they're, they're paving the way for like, okay, cool. Like this is person is a lighting designer at Ars Nova. Now this person, it's just, it's fantastic to see, but I specifically want to shout out our good friend Mm -hmm. and one of my dear dears, Rebecca Michelson, um, who is an industry photographer. Her work has been featured, um, on theaterly, uh, playbill, Broadway world, you name it. You've seen her work out there. Um, as the ensemblist, her her uh, spreads there were phenomenal. Um, she's she's photographed me many a time mm-hmm. um, in my solo show. But but regardless, like I think she's just she's absolutely one of those people to watch. And um, I was just so proud to see my friend's name on this list. Yeah, and um, I know you were too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Rebecca and I uh, we split a season subscription to the Atlantic this year, so uh, we went and saw. <laughs> uh, we were like, hey, we want to see uh, the Bedwetter and Kimberly Akimbo. Let's get a subscription. So. Uh, yeah, so huge, huge fan of Rebecca's work and even bigger fan of Rebecca as a person. Oh, that's beautiful. She'll never hear this. No. Um, finally, in some recommendations, because she well, she doesn't listen to me. Um, okay, so finally, in some recommendations. First up, we have three for so you, many. so there you go. You're welcome, everybody. Um, first of all, the video of Patti Lapone back on Broadway um, in company. You know, she had 10 days off for COVID. She rested and repeat all those things, and she's back. There's a video of her curtain call on Playbill, and it's really, really sweet. But apparently there was also a tweet that said <laughs> that someone accidentally, like, hit her in the head Ooh. with a bouquet of <laughs> flowers um, when they threw it on stage, and she totally laughed it off. But literally there was a gasp in the audience for a moment. Yeah. being like did you hurt our girl um so that's not really featured in this but it was part of the twitter discourse which i had to relay the next is a rehearsal video from funny girl as you know like we're st- we're starting to finally get content of beanie feldstein in the room ramin karamloo like everybody in rehearsal with funny girl which is nice because all we've had up until now is like the the people exclusive photo shoot right which was glamorous and gorgeous but we also like want to see the process and we're excited about the show coming to broadway so um it, it's really cool little broadway world videos to check it out and then finally ali ewalt friend of the pod friend of the show if you remember um is mm-hmm. doing uh she loves me right now and this really exclusive adorable video of her singing vanilla ice cream is absolutely a perfect recommendation for your week yeah it's so good love love Allie as you said former uh I think it was a tell me more episode tell me more or special episode that I did and she's fantastic uh and this video is great and more Allie Ewalt content please I want her in everything I think she's like one of those ingenues that I'm just like Wait, sorry, why aren't we? It's her. Like, it, it, it's her, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm really happy to see her, and she loves me, and I want to see her in more things. And on that note... 
thank you for listening to today on Broadway. Thanks for letting me have a couple days off. I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Broadway Radio. And don't forget about our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. You can find me on all social media platforms at It's Grace Aki. Matt, where can people find you? At BWW Matt. And I guess since I'm going to New York mm-hmm. this Saturday, I might as well bring back the BWW Matt Takes Manhattan uh, <gasps> hashtag. So if you've got questions, I'm not going to do an episode every day since I'm going to be there with family, but I'll do a couple. Um, so if you have questions, mm-hmm. comments, recommendations, you need me to do something for you, send me stuff at that hashtag and uh, I'll get into that over the next few days. Big fan. Is this the same family that also got to see Frozen the other day? It is. uh, Thanks to a little (gasps) bit of string pulling from you, my brother and uh, niece got to meet a certain uh, snowman who likes warm hugs. And you know, can I tell you a secret and this is how we'll end the show? Sure. A fun fact about Olaf the snowman. What do they say the most? What you just said. Like warm hugs. Yes. They never get hugged in the film, show, or otherwise. Nobody hugs them. They say it every time they enter the show. Nobody hugs them. Um, Hug your friends and family, folks. On that note, thank you guys so much. We will see you tomorrow. (laughs) Aw, heartbroken. 